Orchestra guitarist, music director, original member, and citizen of the world, Al Petrelli. Al, how are you? <laughs> now that I'm just considered citizen of the world, much better, thank you. <laughs> Good morning, my friend. How are you today? I'm doing well. I you know, looked at uh, some, some things about you guys, some pretty interesting stuff. I want to I bounce off you, but, but the first thing that comes to mind is the buzz you guys must get up on stage being multi-generational and the fact that you got kids, you got millennials, you got baby boomers, you got it all uh, went out there. Yeah, is that is that pretty cool to see when you're on stage? It really is because it, it's. I never get used to it. I you know from my vantage point, I look from the stage into the audience, and like you just said, it's like ages two to one hundred and two, and I've been doing this most of my life. And I've never seen anything like it. Usually, you know, if you're in a band, you know, your audience is kind of age-specific to the music that you're playing. Uh, this has nothing to do with that. It, it really, and it started like 20 years ago. We did our first show. I knew something was different um, when we did opening night in 99 at the Tower Theater in Philadelphia when I looked down. And right in front of me in the front row was this kind of older couple, you know, like the grandparents' age. And they had those crocheted, like, reindeer sweaters on. And sitting right next to them was a dude in a Slayer T-shirt. <laughs> that's awesome. Kinda, you know, I raised an eyebrow. I'm like, all right, this is different. And that's become my normal now. So, I, I, you know, I, I went to a concert over the summer with my wife, and I looked in the audience, and everybody was in, you know, five years of each other. You know, at one of our shows, you know, you could be like 80 years older than the kid you're sitting next to. That's terrific. Now, I want to ask you regarding the, the show itself. It's so dynamic. Um is, do you guys have like a, a choreographer meets uh, tech guy meets who who syncs everything up? Is I guess what I'm asking. Well, it all starts at the top. You know, our founder and the guy who created this whole thing, Paul O'Neill and his family. You know, it all starts there. You know, I mean, under their leadership, and it's it's been an amazing ride and continuing to be so. And then we have several department heads under them. They're basically responsible for their own world. Like, I'm the musical director, so musically, you know, I'll take care of the band. Whatever, you know, the family tells me to do, you know, we implement that at rehearsal. Um, our managers, Adam Wind and uh, Kenny Kaplan, run the business side of things, you know, so whatever the family asks them to do or however that works, I'm not too privy to those conversations, but they handle that stuff. And then on the crew, we have department heads. One guy's in charge of lasers, one guy's in charge of pyro, one guy's in charge of hydraulics. So it really has grown up over 20 years. You know, 20 years ago, we started with one 24-foot box truck and two buses. I think this year we have 20 uh, tractor trailers and probably a dozen buses. And as a company grows, as a business grows, you know, you, you get you know more employees, more uh, supervisors, you know, th- that kind of business model, almost like a football team with head coaches and assistant head coaches and, and all wow. that kind of stuff. Wow, wow. So uh, it's just evolved into this, like, unbelievable thing that just is so efficient and so awesome because we owe it to the folks in your community to be that good because you guys are paying you know your hard-earned dollars to come see us and we want to make sure that you a you always get a perfect show and this year will be better than last year give me a rough number al um let's say from from lighting guys to 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 stage guys to guitar techs to to just everything all of it together, a, a number of people you think responsible for putting this on? I would say the number uh, with the crew um, is probably uh, uh, 50, wow. 60 men and women who travel with us, not to mention the 100 or so people in, at each arena that are helping us get this behemoth off these trucks. That's pretty impressive. I mean, it really, it's really is. It's pretty impressive. It, no doubt. It's it, kind of crazy. And these guys have been with us forever. 
I mean, I'd say like 80, 90 percent of the people uh, behind the scenes have I've been touring with like for, I mean, years. You know, once somebody comes out here, they realize it's, it's a pretty insane schedule and a pretty daunting task to get this thing up and running every day. But they love it as much as I love it. Well, it's also back. pretty mind-blowing is the fact that you guys have sold uh, 12 million CDs and counting, which I want to throw you a curveball now, Al. And that is, as a kid growing up, what was your favorite Christmas album? Um, oh, I don't know. I mean... I think I always liked Vince Giraldi's music on the Charlie Brown soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know um, that that just was synonymous with Christmas when I was a kid. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and, you know, and then uh, of course, you know, um, Bing Crosby. You know, I mean, White Christmas was always a big one. I'll, I'll be <laughs> yeah. home for you know all the traditional ones. Uh, sure. Darlene Love had a great one. Oh, I mean, yeah. I grew up in the '60s in New York, so it was kind of like that was it. Yep. Yep. Um, but but I, I guess you know the soundtrack stuff would would have done it because whatever films were being played in the house, uh, you know, I would hear the soundtrack even as a baby, and I would just recognize it. And that became you know my Christmas soundtrack. Yeah, no doubt. We're talking to Al Petrelli from Trans Siberian Orchestra, who will come our way December sixteenth at Amelie Arena. Now here are some pretty heavy props. Uh, the show has been called a mix of the Who's Tommy and Andrew Lloyd Webber with Pink Floyd lights. Those are major props. Yeah, it's pretty good company, right? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, you got it all. Yeah, listen, Paul O'Neill, we were kids um, in, in New York City going to concerts, and Paul just loves music. His family loves the arts. They love all different styles of music, you know? So when you live in New York City, you have Madison Square Garden, you got Carnegie Hall, you got Radio City, you got the theater district, you got all these things. So one night, you know, Zeppelin could be playing at the Garden or Pink Floyd, or, or The Who. Uh, Radio City could be something completely different. Uh, Les Mis, or, or Jesus Christ Superstar, or Phantom of the Opera's playing on Broadway, and the New York Philharmonic's playing at, you know, Carnegie Hall, doing, you know, some Mozart symphony. You know, and if you're a student and a fan of the arts, and you're being exposed to it all over the place, then it, it all, you know, this is all a combination of Paul's musical uh, and artistic influence rolled into one thing called the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. You know, so that is what the show is. And he swore if it ever got to the point to play these buildings, he'd put more production than you could fit in these buildings. He just wanted the biggest rock show in the world, and he achieved that, As and his family is continuing on with that. So I just sit back and I laugh like a 14-year-old. The first time I tried to scalp a ticket for an Allman Brothers show at the Nassau Coliseum, I, woke up <laughs> and I can't believe how much stuff we have. Yeah. This is awesome. You know, 20 years is is a, a major accomplishment, and that's what you guys are celebrating this year. Is the Ghost of Christmas Eve kind of a collection of all those 20 years? Uh, I don't know about the 20 years, but it certainly represents a collection of everybody's favorite songs from the front uh, of, of TSO. I mean, we started recording, I think, late 95, and we did... Christmas Eve and Other Stories and um, The Christmas Attic and we recorded Beethoven's Last Night album around the same you know within that first three or four years and when Paul had written this story he kind of just like picked a bunch of songs from each one of the records that represented his characters properly so it's almost like a, a, a best of but you know um, it's just everybody's favorite songs are represented in this show and it's become everybody's favorite story. Now, here's something that our listeners may or may not know. I, I had heard something uh, about this a couple of years back, but it is uh, 
Remarkable in that uh, TSO donates a dollar from every ticket sold to charity. So far, you guys have put up 14 million bucks to charity. That's that's pretty uh, pretty neat. Well, I appreciate you mentioning that. But again, I'm I'm gonna kind of just give credit where credit's due. Always, this is the O'Neill family. This is Paul, his wife, his daughter. This is the kind of people that they are year-round. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've walked up and down 7th Avenue with Paul, going to the studio, leaving the studio, and I, I turn around for a second, and there's some guy in the doorway, and Paul's handed him a $20 bill, or give, you know, he's giving him cab fare, for, you know, money for food, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And the family always thought that if you could just change the trajectory of that person in that moment, maybe that'll give them a better night. Maybe that'll lead to a, a better tomorrow. You know, they're trying to change the world. I think they're accomplishing it. You know, albeit a dollar at a time, a song at a time, a CD at a time, whatever it is. You know, but this is, this didn't start in TSO. This is what the family's always been like. And it kind of just permeated the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And we like to look at it as the community giving back to itself. You guys buy a ticket, a dollar from your purchases going back into your community. We're just here to tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, it's the holidays. There's people who really, really, really could use some extra help. You know, let's let's make it a better planet. Well, you hit it on the head. I mean, pay it forward really should be year-round, but specifically at the holiday season, that's what the spirit's about, man. No, agreed. And Christmas is one of those weird holidays. You know, I mean, there's a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of people, you know, enjoy it. There's like a lot of jubilation and celebration. Families are getting together, but there's some people out there mm-hmm. who, you know, it, it's it's not a happy time. They miss somebody. They're down on their luck. You know, they, their job went upside down. I mean, you know, a lot of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck and God forbid something happens to, the, you know, their job. I mean, what do they do? They, they turn around and tell the family we can't stay in our house or we don't have food to eat or we don't got enough for toys under the tree. So sometimes Christmas magnifies the sadness that's going on around as well. You know, truly, um, we, you know, Paul and the Sam, we just wanted to kind of eradicate some of that, you know, and let's share the holiday together. and Let's look for, you know, with optimism and hope for tomorrow. Well, we salute you and, and thank you for that. And I'm certainly looking forward to our, our time together at Emily Arena, December 16th. Al, thanks for taking time today. Great catching up with you and safe travels. Always, my brother. All my best to your family. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.